Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. We are back with another episode. K-Dog, how you doing? I am good, Teresa Duncan. How about you, pal? Good. Look at us. We're both doing the neck thing. We kind of are. It's a good morning. We have a a lot to talk about. And (laughs) my goodness, the news has hit this morning. And so we are on a cycle. So by the time this gets published, uh, you all will have either read outrage from it or had patients come in to talk to you about it. I want to let you know that some dentists, Kevin, they're they're pushy. No. (laughs) I know. It's so, so hard to imagine. I'm stunned. There's an article that just came out in U.S. News and World Report. And let me just say, shame on you, U.S. News and World Report, because your pop-up game is terrible. Uh, Can we please read an article without all of this, like, just stuff popping up? I mean, wouldn't that be nice? It's the worst. I'm going to link to this in the show notes, and you are going to get some pop-ups. So, you know, kill them, kill them with fire. Basically, what this guy is saying is that we find ways to get treatment done. And even if patients don't want the treatment done, we find ways to make it get done. We're terrible people, apparently. And we we seem to want to do work when there's no work to be done. When I say pushy dentist, what's your first thought besides no? Oh, well, you stole my line now. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing. There are, there are pushy dentists out there. Let's let's call a spade a spade. But there are also pushy assistants, pushy hygienists, and those front desk people do not even get me started. How oh. dare you? <laughs> How dare you, ma'am? How dare you? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, let, let's let's. I mean, all kidding aside, there are a lot of times that a lot of us are pushy whenever it's something that we want, and there are practices that in a post-COVID world are still very concerned about their finances, still making up for a shutdown. And so they may push a treatment plan a little harder than normal. And so there are some dentists and team members that are just wired to push harder than normal as well. You know, going back to our old personalities and what we all are, mm-hmm. are geared toward versus not. I am geared towards money. So I would definitely hop that counter. Whereas I'd be like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> See? I would never put you at the front. <laughs> I would take a look at your disc profile and be like, okay, you need to... Go in the back with the assistants. <laughs> my people. See, it works fine. Oh, my goodness. It's interesting when I see articles like this, as I'm skimming this article of our friend Mike Davis, Dr. Mike Davis is cited in here and they got a quote by him. And for those of you who are not familiar with Dr. Michael Davis, he has always had a target really on the backs of dentists who are bilking the system. He's also uh, very outspoken against, you know, carriers and their restrictive policies. If you could look for his articles, they're they're published in a couple different places. They're always very well researched and they're always just very, very informative. And what cracks me up, and I think it's been long enough now where I can talk about it. He wrote a really incredible article about Smile Direct Club. Like it was comprehensive, all this stuff. And I bookmarked it so I could read it. And when I went back to read it, it was gone, whoosh, taken down. And I 
emailed him and I said, dude, what happened? Dr. Davis always does a good job. As I said, I've come to read him a lot in dentistry today. Whenever he publishes something, uh, certainly would encourage you guys anytime you see his byline to dive in on it. But I don't think, and I'm going to be just that guy with the horns on his head here. I don't think it's always bad when somebody comes in and points out what you're doing wrong or if you're doing something wrong. I think we as an industry always go, you know, and then get our our panties all in a wad if if somebody does do that from the outside, too. What I don't like about this article is that, of course, it's really not written to inform. I mean, let's be honest, when you look at the language of it, it's very much uh, if you go in and they tell you that you need a filling, you better, you know, you better watch out. Right. Let's be honest, 99% of the time, if you need a filling, you probably need a filling. But there are dentists who have what one is cited as creative diagnosis, you know, was had wide differences in prices of services when they looked at studies of them. Reason why I brought up Mike Davis is because he featured in this, but he also had written an article in the Journal of Insurance Fraud in America, which is, again, if you're into that stuff, it's very niche, very informative. If you're not don't click through on that because it is extremely <laughs> not interesting unless you you live and breathe that kind of stuff. The thing that I want people to realize is, yes, it is. A lot of it is Medicaid. If you read the Office of Inspector General news releases, it's typically Medicaid that they go after. And a lot of times it'll be because stainless steel crowns, you get more reimbursement for stainless steel crowns than a filling. You know, lots of dentists will put stainless steel crowns on kids rather than actually do a filling. And What's unfortunate is that there are orthodontists, uh, one up in Massachusetts, and they're all over, to be honest, who would keep somebody in braces longer to continue to receive reimbursement for them. That's complete malpractice. They also brought up our friend, Dr. Seth Lookhart, in this article. That is the hoverboard dentist. And if you go back through any of our podcasts, a lot of our podcasts, you'll see we reference him and also... On my podcast, nobody told me that we actually did a dramatic reading of the text between him and his office manager. So I uh, encourage you to go back and look at that. Kevin, I know you fondly remember our stories of Dr. Seth Lookhart as I do. I still to this day, I, I, I get so many texts and, and letters of people thanking us for our dramatic reading and, and just <laughs> the passion that was put into that. I mean, it, you know, I, and I know it was released during a pandemic, but how we were overlooked for an award. It's still a little hard. Again, the powers that be, you know, we are, we are up against the world. Denobis, we're, we're looking at you. I'm just telling <laughs> you, we're looking at you. Denobis. We want an ADA industry award. That's what we want. Oh, but Dr. Lookhart had been found to be guilty of keeping his patients under anesthesia. So solely for additional reimbursement. It's a Texas dentist, Bethaniel Jefferson, who was a lady and she was also doing the same thing. If you remember, Kevin, she's the one who left the child in an oxygen-deprived state for so long that the child had suffered brain damage. That was an earlier earlier episode. I think we just touched on that pretty quickly. This is my favorite. So what would you do if you read an article where a doctor was found to be intentionally breaking patients' teeth? Just that verbiage. What would you think? Uh, that's just gone off. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, it takes just a story like that to plant that seed of doubt mm-hmm. in everybody's mind whenever they walk into the practice. So this doctor in Wisconsin, uh, Dr. Sharmoli, was charged with fraud after he was found to be intentionally breaking patients' teeth so he could bill the insurance company for crowns instead of fillings. And this is pretty interesting. I went back and read through the actual charge and he was, this is amusing. 
sad, but I got to tell you, it's amusing to me as a treatment plan coordinator and somebody who's presented tons of treatment alongside dentists is he would take a, a radiograph and he would point out the need for the filling, but then he would point out some just line that said, you know, I'm worried about this. This looks like it might be a fracture. And then lo and behold, during the procedure, it would actually break off. Well, he was drilling it off. So then the patient needed a crown. And that was a lot of crowns that he ended up filling that maybe didn't need to be crowns. But that by itself, Kevin, who would know that except for an assistant? So I'm guessing there's some whistleblower activity in that one. And that was what was going through my head when you were reading that is that somebody had to be a party to, to that see it happening and get the whole wink mm -hmm. or something along that line. At some point, your conscience has to catch up with you, I would think. Well, and shout out to, there's some assistants in Texas who did this. They actually reported on their dentists. These dentists had to pay $3.1 to resolve allegations of false claims for underprivileged children. There are three former employees who actually uh, implicated the companies and the practices, and they will receive a fraction of the settlement. Kevin, did you know that a lot of whistleblowers actually receive part of the settlement? Maybe I need to go into a new career. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I'll say, I wonder if there's somewhere you can apply to be a whistleblower. That'd be fantastic. Can you imagine if your name just keeps showing up on these payouts? <laughs> so I've been a whistleblower for the last eight years, <laughs> and I, I bring a lot of experience to this job. <laughs> That would be perfect if you had like the shadow face and I could oh. see your face and you would be like, and, and I talked like this and said, hey. <laughs> you know? and then he whipped out the drill and he broke off that cusp <laughs> and I couldn't take it anymore. I had to report. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Thank God for this podcast because this the goofiness comes out and then we can be professional with everybody else. So, <laughs> well, and, and we have proven through the years, our voice inflections, there's, there's nobody better in this industry. I mean, I'm just going to say that right now. Nobody better at reading silly dental news. You're absolutely right. Oh, my goodness. And then I'd like to bring up one dentist that's not mentioned in here, just to kind of make the case that there are bad dentists. There's another dentist out in uh, in California who billed insurance company saying she performed 800 root canals on 100 patients, except for some of them had never stepped foot in her dental office. You know, that's a little bit uh, different. Ghost teeth, I don't think get the same reimbursement as uh, regular teeth. And so that was really not good for her, right? Ghost teeth. I like that. <laughs> Ghost teeth. There are dentists out there, Kevin, who are terrible and who do a lot of insurance fraud. But, you know, the problem with reading an article like this, let me, let me strip away all your dental knowledge, Kevin. Can I do that? Please. Okay. <laughs> it won't take much. Go so ahead. So if you're reading this article in the U.S. News and World Report and you find out you may have a pushy dentist and maybe you just had some fillings done, what's your first thought? As a patient? Yeah. What's my first yeah, thought? Yeah, like you just you uh, just got some work done and you're like, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's just it. Now I'm questioning. Now I'm calling the practice. Now I'm wanting to see, you know, is this really something? Maybe I'm calling an attorney. <gasps> You know, I, I don't want to say anything. Maybe I'm thinking something salacious has happened here. I don't know. It's very possible. I love that. It's a, you guys, that's our that's our word. If podcast had a mascot, the mascot is actually a word. Salacious. <laughs> salacious is our favorite word. And one thing I've learned in my 20 years of journalism is that we enjoy reading about the practices who are doing things wrong. And not only because it's what we learned that we shouldn't be doing that, but we do enjoy the train wreck. Okay. We do as human beings. Let's be perfectly honest. I mean, absolutely. 
This is why TMZ is around. This is why uh, Entertainment Tonight is on every night. I'm just telling you, we enjoy the train. TMZ is no joke. Remember when they used to, they first came out and it was like, oh my God, it's all the worst of the worst. They break stories now. They broke the, they broke Kobe Bryant. They were the ones. Amazing. Okay. So we are trying to be the TMZ of dentistry, but you know, we're not quite there yet. I'm telling you, if there was a newsletter that was the TMZ of dentistry, Big clicks, baby. Big clicks. You know, it's true. It's absolutely true. But, you know, you and I are either too busy, too lazy, or just, you know, just not going to do it. <laughs> All the above. But if you need me to be a whistleblower on your TMZ newsletter, hit me up, folks. I'm happy to, to whatever you need. Let's do that. There are other examples of dentists gone bad in this article. So please uh, check it out, if only because, uh, well, for two reasons. Number one, your patients are going to read it. So you need to be able to have answers ready in case they ask questions. Anytime that there's a major news story, your team should have some talking points. And then the second thing is, I think a lot of us think that the outside dental world is just our practice. And so if we're a great ethical practice, nothing happens that's out there that's not like our practice. And we really do need to realize that there's a lot of people out there who are just terrible you know, I love that point. And I also love that this is an opportunity for you as a dental practice to really ensure that you're building that trusting relationship with your with your patients. And by not sweeping this under the rug, by saying, you know, we know this article's out there. And just so you know, we are as shocked by this as you are, you know, and, and to really make sure that people understand that whenever you say there's a crack in your tooth, it's not because you have a payment coming up that you need to make. It's that it's what's in their best interest. And it really is there. Absolutely. Just one quick thing that I want to mention in this uh, article is that they they talked about the fact that if your dentist seems like they're talking from a script, and I thought, well, okay, well, we have to teach scripts because a lot of people don't find it necessary to do that. But it shows me that people are not confident in what they're talking about if they sound like they're coming from a script. So do a self self assessment. If you guys aren't at that level yet where it flows, but you're ethical, but it just hasn't flowed yet. That tells me you need to work on it a little bit more so that you don't sound like Dr. Lookhart saying, hey, stay underneath anesthesia for another 30 minutes. You know, it, and I remember when I first came into the industry back way long ago when, when the year actually had a one huh. in it, selling was a bad word. We didn't talk about selling dentistry. And I know that that's still a huge issue for a lot of practices is the selling side. And, and that's where the scripts come in is that you're more comfortable with it and everything else. But at the same time, if you look at selling dentistry as doing the right thing and not pushing people into this is your only choice, but rather, you know, these are your options and bring in a care credit if needed, uh, you know, for some financing help or whatever it might be. I think when, when you say this is the only way it can be done, that's when people really start to have their spidey senses going off. But if you can give them options and discuss which option is best for them, I think the, that the tension level comes down quite a bit. Absolutely. Because I would feel like you, you've you got my best interest at heart because you want me to make an informed decision. And if I feel like you're not giving me all of the facts, then I'm, I am going to question it. Sure. Absolutely. Let's go from pushy dentist to something else for crying out loud. You know, I, I feel like every segment now we have the the whole... Here's a good dentist out there and what he or she is doing. And we're going to keep up that trend today, Teresa Duncan. 
because I am once again going to bring the cream center to the Oreo cookie. And let's right. see what we can do here. Great story out of Lafayette County, Arkansas. And Teresa, I'm going to ask you, have you ever been to Lafayette County, Arkansas? I may have, but I don't remember. Well, if you've ever been near Texarkana, Arkansas. So this county is very interesting. It is near Texarkana, which is near the Texas-Arkansas border. And it also sits on the Arkansas-Louisiana border. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it is right there. So that I'm going to just uh, tickle your geography uh, gene here with that uh, knowledge. <laughs> there has not been a dentist in this entire county for the last two decades. What? Yeah. The whole town hasn't had a dentist. Not just the town, the county. County. The entire county has not had a dentist. Holy cow. You know, you and I talk on this podcast so often about everybody wanting to practice in Vegas or Miami or, you know, all these different things. And we talk about the issues that there are in rural America. Here's example A of for more than two decades, people have had to make the drive to Texarkana or somewhere else to have their dental work done. Now, it maybe is a 30 or 40 mile drive. But if you live out in that area, thirty it's 30 or 40 minutes to anything. Absolutely, it is. They're used to driving that, but wouldn't it be nice if somebody was nearby? Wouldn't it be nice? And that's where we're going to give a tip of the cap today to Dr. Giles Willis. Dr. Willis is a native of Lafayette County, Arkansas. And he has decided that, you know what, he's going to give back to his community. So he is moving back to Lafayette County, Arkansas, and opening up the county's first dental practice in this, dare I say, in this century, which is amazing. How about that? He will be opening up in the town of Stamps, Arkansas. Love the name, Stamps, Arkansas. He has built his practice, or he has purchased the building. He's currently in the process of actually equipping it and everything else. And he says that his goal is for late this summer to open up the first practice in Lafayette County. And so I'm giving him a big tip of the cap. That's awesome. Good for him. So he grew up there? He He did. He grew up in that county. So he knows the issues of the the local folks. If I remember right, let's see. Um, Here's the quote I love. His parents didn't have much money. And we'll link to this Mm -hmm. article. Uh, His parents didn't have much money. He struggled with severe pain until he could get two teeth pulled. And then his quote is, once I became a dentist, I always wanted to give back. And I just kept thinking about some other eight-year-old child maybe going through that same pain and that I may can help alleviate that. I love the fact that if you look at this county and the demographics, this is not somewhere that he's ever going to get rich. You know, we we just talked about the the ethics and dentistry and everything else. And I think this is such a great reminder of how many people go into the dental industry because they want to give back or because they had a bad experience and they remember how the dentist helped them. And so, you know, kudos to Dr. Willis and uh, kudos to Lafayette County for getting the dental practice. I wonder if they had like a lot of incentives for him. Do you remember how I was telling you the ADA practice transitions? People were telling me that some small counties are actually doing like 0% financing for some Mm -hmm. of these startups. That's awesome. So Delta Dental of Arkansas Foundation is helping him purchase dental equipment such as x-ray machines and dental chairs, according to the article. Good. He's also partnering, and it doesn't say which one, with one of his dental supply companies to offer lessons in a lunchbox 
to area schools that will teach students ages 5 to 17 good dental habits. Why didn't he say which company? Uh, that's a great question. Now I want to know which company does I that because that's fantastic marketing on their part. That's great. We'll bring Dr. Willis on the show sometime and maybe ask him. How about ah, that? Oh, we should. Just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. We you know? should reach out to him. So he is probably going to be very busy then since he's going to be the only game in town. Yeah. But what happens when you're the only game in town? Other people start sniffing the waters. Being first is good. Hey, and maybe Lafayette County is going to have four, five, six dentists soon. I mean, how cool would that be that all of a sudden everybody realizes, you know what? I may not be getting rich here, Mm -hmm. but I can make a good living and I can make an impact. You know, the whole his heart grew three sizes that day is not is not such a bad thing at Christmas or any other time. Just I think that's great. And you do know Grinch. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's certain things that, that uh, you do with your kid watching the Grinch any time of year is one of them. Absolutely. Grinch is great. So that, it was a Grinch quote for people who are not familiar with the Grinch. The heart grew three sizes. And Baby New Year is still my my favorite uh, Christmas tradition. But uh, that's all right. We've, we've all got those. And, and got on them. the 4th of July, I don't think it's wrong to watch one of those movies. 4th of July, even. Why not drop it any time of year whenever you need to just throw quotes back and forth at each other in a movie that you've seen like 8,000 times. You want to hear the most cliche uh, habit my dad and I, actually not oh, yes. habit, I guess it's our uh, our tradition. Yes, let's do it. Every 4th of July, we watch Independence Day. Love that. And we always started off with, there's this new movie out called Independence Day. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we should watch that. So it's kind of like, you know, 20 years running. <laughs> That is in the list of great movies that had god-awful sequels. I'm just throwing it out there. But it, but that's a fantastic movie. <laughs> the first one. We do not give kudos yes. to the second one. So, Kevin, let's, uh, <laughs> let's continue. There's a sneaky spouse out there, a sneaky dental spouse out there. You know, and does that shock you at all that there are sneaky spouses anywhere? You, you have stunned me so many times during this episode already. It's amazing. <laughs> So Dr. Uh, Brandon Meckelberg is a dentist. It's in Panama City, Panama City Beach, and in Tallahassee. So he's another one that, you know, is, a, is straddling all of these different boundaries. So he has actually been secretly videotaped by his wife for about a month or so. And at first, that's a little bit creepy, right? I mean... A skosh. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird. But apparently Good Morning America is okay with this. And so they brought them on. Now, let me just clarify as to why. (laughs) I think you need to. Everybody's going, what is going on here? All right. People are like, Teresa always brings the stupidest stories. Yes, I do. (laughs) So apparently this doctor loves Disney songs, Disney musicals, and just singing in general. And his wife loves the voice. She adores the husband's voice, which is really important in a marriage that you could put up with your spouse's Artistic, I guess, blessings. Wow, that's a good phrasing. I like that for sure. Because Norman and I, I have agreed that we do not have such artistic blessings. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, let's just move on. Mrs. Meckelberg has been recording the doctor singing around the house. He's actually serenading her and she's been recording it and posting it on TikTok. So there has been a TikTok video of him singing and it's been going around and around. He did not know. He did not know. And they went on to Good Morning America, and I'm sure he was like, what am I doing on Good Morning America? And then they revealed to him that they had lined up for him to go into a studio 
and record a song and even make a music video because they saw this TikTok account and wanted to make sure that he got his big break. Wow. What do you think of that? I'm stunned, to be honest with you. What if Dana recorded you around the house doing things? What kind of deal would you get? Not a good one. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you. Not not a good one. I'm trying to think what she would even record me doing, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. I will say we had a uh, her side of the family gathering up in Washington State last week for Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. Mm -hmm. And Dana's daughter and I broke into lyrics from Annie. Annie. How about that? So we were doing Hard Knock Live. Oh, the sun will come out uh, tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) See, you know, you can join in. So yeah, but I I don't often break into that around the house. I got to be honest with you. Oh, that's very cool. Lauren must have loved that. She did actually, you know, and it corrected me whenever I got a (laughs) word wrong or whatever. That's what dads are for. This is what we do. Exactly. (laughs) And to embarrass people. Yes. Here's the power of TikTok, which of course you and I are not on TikTok actively. Actively. It's a lot of work. But this 98,000 followers for the Meet the Mex TikTok account and 1.2 million likes. Now, I don't know what it was before Good Morning America, but it was enough that Good Morning America went and found them. So there must have been a pretty decent amount. And my goodness, Kevin, he's just singing and singing. There's one I haven't listened to where he does Gaston. I, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's probably one of my favorite movies. So Gaston I'm, is the best. He is. So I'm really looking to see what that's all about. You know, I'm watching their appearance on Good Morning America and, you know, they surprise him with this and he's got on a great face where he's like smiling. He's amazed. He can't believe this is happening. And I could not help but think of my love of my life who would turn to me and go, I can't believe you did. (laughs) It would be two different reactions. and, And that's why I love him. But it is. It is amazing to think that she secretly recorded him for all this time. What if he had been walking around with like, you know, shirt on? What if he had burped in the middle of a song? Like, See, yeah, that's the thing. If you're singing Gaston and you're, you're without a shirt on, you know, you, you better look like the Gaston physique. I'm just saying. He seems like a decent enough guy. I mean, I don't know about his physique, but I, I you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So I got to tell you, the dog is very cute. So I'm sure the dog has his or her own TikTok or Instagram account, you know. Well, if they don't, then that's silly. They need to. Exactly. Apparently dogs are very popular. Let's give a shout out to our friend Anastasia because her dog Gibbs is uh, an Instagram star. Absolutely. What is uh, his name? He shows up on my feed, but I do not know his his username. We'll put that in the show notes. But apparently you can make good money with your dogs. And now, Kevin, people can make good money with their dental husbands. That's a great thing. I'm sure uh, Dana will not be uh, recording me anytime soon. I have a feeling about that. But would you record her? Oh, (laughs) I will say we we tried the TikTok thing during COVID and it just reminded me again how much, how tiny amounts of rhythm I have in my entire body. It's gone (laughs) awful. But I will tell you an Instagram account to follow. Hey, you mentioned our friend Anastasia. So let's do Husky, H-U-S-K-Y underscore Special Agent Gibbs, all Mm. one word. I'm telling you, that dog lives the life. No kidding. No Inca. Don't get me wrong. He's no Inca or Griffin for that matter. Or Odie. Inca and Griffin and Odie are, they're landlubbers. 
<laughs> Whereas Gibbs actually goes out on boats, wears cute little life jackets. He has a view of the water. My dogs are pretty much pedestrian compared. <laughs> you know, they all have stories to tell. There's no doubt about that. You know what? Gibbs is no mascot for podcasts. That's all I have to say. Just throwing it out there. This is the second dentist that we know that has some actual like show business ability that's come up recently in the news because we have the dancing dentist. We do. That has shown up at ADOM. And and people people loved it. I'm telling you, they were all about it. His wife came with him to the ADOM conference. I don't know if you remember that. She had to keep the ladies off. Well, I mean, they were lined up. It was really crazy. But she was she was very, very nice. I, I liked her. I liked talking to her. But there's also dentists who are old school stars. Did you know that there is a dentist that was the drummer for Men, with, Men Without Hats? No. Seriously? Yes, he's on one of the, the Facebook groups, but he's the drummer for Men Without Hats. And for those of you who that's are fantastic. about our age, that's the safety dance. Remember? Absolutely. Safety dance. And for those of you who are younger, safety dance is a great song that probably people your age can listen to once and go, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But for us, we listen to that thing all the time. If you want to know what the 80s was and summed up in one song, Safety Dance with the synthesizers and everything working, it's fantastic. I'll try to find out who that is. And I know you've got great research skills, too. So we'll figure out who that is and then we'll link it in the show notes. But yes, we seem to have some some musical doctors. And if I remember correctly, Dr. Chris Cammer is also a singer. Yes. The Maddow brothers were singers. They would get up on stage and do things. So my goodness. I think we all have different ways to express ourselves outside of what we normally do. And uh, for those who are artistic, God bless you, because that is definitely not me. Yes, we applaud you because <laughs> you'd rather us applaud you than join you on stage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's just some bad karaoke nights. I'm just going to tell you. Yep. You know, it's funny. I have actually have not done karaoke. I've watched it, but I've never actually done karaoke. What? Yeah. Okay, so... When we get together again, and we're in Southern California, will you go with me to a karaoke place? Sure. I have one in mind. Oh. There is a Mexican restaurant not far from the Anaheim Convention Center that is Elvis-themed <gasps> that turns into a karaoke bar late at night. You had me at Elvis-themed. I mean, really. It is the greatest hodgepodge of things you have ever seen put together, and I have spent many a night with some of our dental friends there. Busting out karaoke. So, Teresa Duncan, next time we're at CDA or anywhere close, we're doing this. CDA 2022. I'm on the docket, so let's do it. Are you? Wow, that must be nice, California Dental Association. That sure would be nice. (laughs) Just throw it out there. You know, though, I I always say to myself, I don't really like going to California because it's just so far away, but CDA is just so much fun to work with. When they call, when Claire calls me, I love you, Claire. When she calls me, I can't say no to her. So there it is. I'll tell her to call you. That'd be nice. (laughs) I'm an in and out burger guy. I I love Mexican themed Elvis karaoke. I mean, what more do I need to do, CDA? What more? That is what I miss about being on the road. I have not had a good in and out burger in over a year. Well, now you can come to Colorado and have one, you know. So all the perfect world's coming together. In Denver, they opened one? Well, yes, they did actually. Oh, nice. Yes, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to have to make that trip. I'm just saying. 
Oh my goodness. All right, Kevin. We went uh, all over the country today. We went <sighs> with the bad, then we ended up with the good, and then we ended up with the really artistic and yes. very talented. So, wow, I'm done. How about you? There is so much that we chewed on today, <laughs> Teresa. It's amazing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I, we continue in our quest to bring you stories that we think are interesting, and you may at the end of it go, hmm. <laughs> but that's our goal. <laughs> Please leave us those reviews and say, hmm, on there. That'd be fantastic. Thanks. All right, everyone. Any last thoughts, K-Dog? No. Now I'm ready for in and out burger karaoke, so let's go. I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> Dear listeners, we appreciate that you spent your time with us. Until next time. Later. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.